hey, I'm excited to share with us this evening, and I've got a really just something God's really put on my heart. Very simple, but hopefully practical, and I really believe that um, if you open your heart, God wants to speak to you. So why don't we just take a moment to pray before we begin. Jesus, we just thank you that your word is powerful, and we just take a moment this evening to recognize that you're interested in us, that you want to speak to us, that you're always close to us, no matter how far we feel. And tonight, God, our hearts are open to hear your word and to hear what you have to say to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Why don't you turn the person beside you and say, I'm excited. Hey, it always, I always find it crazy how, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but, but how everyone has a very unique um, perspective in life. How two people can look at the same thing and see it a completely different way. Like, isn't that a trip out? Two people can look at something and be like totally seeing different stuff. I know for me... Um, I don't spend a lot of time on TikTok. I know I'm showing my age. I'm sorry. Uh, but from what I see of, of TikTok, a, a lot of the time I'm like, man, cringe. What is that? The people, and then you look down at the little like thing in the corner and it's like 54 million. And it's like, I, when I looked at this, I saw something that was cringy and kind of weird. And, you know, I, I don't, you know, all I want is not just a relationship like this. You know, I'm looking at it, I'm like, how do, how do people like that? But two people different, two different people looking at the same thing, seeing something different. Yeah. I think a state of origin, right, recently, which was played, you know, two people watching the same game, one feels uh, leaves feeling full of, of hope and excitement and ecstatic. The other person leaves feeling full of despair and hopefulness, hopelessness. And, you know, so I guess Queensland, this year we got a feel of what it's been like to be in New South Wales for the last 10 years or so. Uh, Queensland. Ah. Uh, it's interesting that two people can look at the same thing and, and see it really differently. Everyone has a unique perspective. Uh, recently, I was driving past this house that was on my way to work, and, and it, was, it went up for sale, and it sold, and I was like, I wonder what they're going to do with it, and then they pulled all the fences down and pulled all the trees out, and they, 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 my, they, they started like moving the house. They like put it on a truck, and I'm like, wow, that's, that's wild. I would have just looked at this and been like, nice house to live in, uh, but they're going to take it away and build a new one. But then I went back past and they didn't take the house away. They just shifted it 10 meters this way and then put it like four meters high on stilts. So now it has a view over the apartment complex in front of it down onto the range. And I'm like, whoa, who could have seen that? I never would have seen that. I would have been like, man, it's a nice house, you know, live in that. Maybe, you know, we'll paint it or something. Uh, people see things so differently. I, I think it's amazing how tradesmen and, and builders can, you know, they can look at a pile of sticks and see a house uh, where some people just see a bit of wood. They see a roof and a doorway. It's really amazing how everyone has a unique perspective. Yeah. And what I want to explore this evening is, is it makes me think, how does Jesus see things? Like if we've all got a unique perspective, I, I want to be able to see things how Jesus see things. So I've called the message this evening, Eyes Like Jesus. And I want to talk about how can we actually have eyes and see things the way that Jesus sees things. Are you ready? First scripture is in he, Matthew. Just making sure you're paying attention. Making sure you're paying attention. Matthew 20, uh, 6, 22 says, The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. It basically, it's saying how we see things is so much more important than what we actually see. 
We might see the same thing, but how we see it is actually going to affect our whole life. And I'm sure you've seen people like this who faced with the same situation have a different response and it can actually affect how they live their life. So I want to talk about how do we see things how Jesus sees them. And I think there's a great example of this in Matthew 9, 9 to 13. And it's basically the story of, of Jesus coming across this tax collector called Matthew, um, tax collectors who were really, really hated by the people around them. They were not popular. They were seen as traitors. They were seen as scumbags and scoundrels. And, and Jesus comes across this guy, and I love what happens here in Matthew 9, 9. It says, as Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Now, again, this is not where you go looking for disciples, right? You go to the Bible college, maybe you suss out a few of the temples that are around, see who's, you know, who's spitting flames, like, uh, you know, you'd be looking for like Geordie Howard, or, you know, this, that's kind of where you're searching out. Um, and, but no, he goes to the tax collector's booth. It says, follow me, he told him, and Matthew got up and followed him. And it says, while well, Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house. Now, this is a classic Jesus move, right? Just invites himself over for dinner. He's like, Matthew, your place. You're cooking, I'm coming. Um, and so he, he rocks up at Matthew's house and it says, they were having dinner and many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher, so why does Jesus eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice, for I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinners. And I think this gives us a really interesting look into Jesus's perspective. He didn't see sick people and say, well, they're sick people. He saw sick people and said, no, they can be well. That's how he saw him. See how there's a slight there? He saw sick people. He didn't deny that they were sick. He, he didn't just deny that they were facing a challenge. But what he did say was, no, that doesn't need to define them. They might be sick, but they can be well. The same thing when he looks at Matthew. He doesn't look at Matthew and say he's a scumbag, he's a scoundrel, he's a failure, he's a disgrace to our race. He looks at him and says, no, this, this guy, this guy's a leader crazy, hey, how Jesus's perspective is different to the people around him. The, the Pharisees are saying, what are you even doing in his house? Jesus is saying, this guy is going to change the world. It's so important that we learn to have eyes like Jesus. And this is my first thought is that how does Jesus see? Jesus sees with potential. Jesus always sees potential. When he sees, he doesn't see how things are. He sees how things could be. When he looks at your life, he doesn't just see it how it is. He actually sees the potential for what your life could be with him. Isn't that exciting? I love that because sometimes I look at my life and I think there's nothing special. But when Jesus looks, he says, wow, there's something so special in your life. When he looks at your life, he doesn't see hopelessness and depression and, and addiction and, and failure. He looks and says, wow, this person is a world changer. This person is gonna transform the community. Look at the potential inside of this person. That is how Jesus sees you. He doesn't see how you are, he sees how you could be. That doesn't mean he doesn't care about how you are. He cares about how you are. But the cool thing about Jesus is he wants to meet you where you are and take you somewhere you never imagined you could go on your own. Isn't that exciting? I, I want to live the kind of life that people say, he's doing what? Like Levi Mulhair is doing what? 
Like that's the kind of life I want to live, the kind of life that surprises people, and not because I'm great, but because God has seen the potential in me. So God doesn't see how it, uh, Jesus doesn't see how it is. He sees how it could be. He sees the potential in you. Even if you feel worthless or broken, maybe you do feel hopeless. Jesus looks at your life and says, it doesn't have to be that way. There is something greater that I want to do through you. He sees with uh, he sees the potential. And, and I think this is awesome because it really makes us confident, right? That, that God sees the potential in me. He doesn't just see how I am. It's so important that we know this. And, and I just want to encourage us this evening. Don't be so focused on your shortcomings and your failures because Jesus isn't. Isn't it funny how sometimes things matter so much to us and Jesus is just like, you know what? I don't actually care about that. I, I, I don't, you know, not that I don't care, but that, that's not a big deal. Yeah, you might be struggling now, but your future is so much brighter than, than what it might seem. So Jesus sees potential. So what's that mean for us? I've got two thoughts. Okay, you ready? He's strapped in, buckled in, ready to go. So if Jesus sees with potential and I want to have eyes like Jesus, the first thought is that I need to see the potential in people. So important that I see the potential in people because we all deal with people, right? And we love people, but people can be challenging. You know, do you ever find yourself going, man, people can just be so dumb. <laughs> do you ever flick through Facebook and it's like you see this, this video and it's like, there is hope. We are doing good things. We have, we have, we have, we have, there's just some dude out there is doing something great for the environment. And it's like, finally, this is great. And then the next post, it's like, oh no, there is no hope for humanity. Look at that TikTok. It's so cringy. They think it's funny. What is going on with the world? Sometimes people can be a little bit frustrating, right? And the thing is that life, you know, you've got to deal to live with, pe- uh, to live with people. Uh, but we've got to learn to see them how Jesus sees us which is with potential. He sees the potential in people. Um, you know, I've told this story before, but uh, Talitha and I, just recently, last year, we returned from being in Taiwan for six years, uh, where we were the pastors of a church there. And, you know, just talk about seeing the potential. Before we moved to Taiwan, we were uh, leaders at youth. We were running life groups at youth. Uh, I was preaching occasionally at church. And we get this phone call from Pastor Rod, the, the senior pastor of the church we were going to. And we were kind of just going to set up chairs. And he says, hey, how would you like to come and be the pastors of this campus? And, and for us, it was like, what? What do you see in us? Like, I know my mistakes. I'm like, dude, I am struggling to preach once every two months. Like, I, my ideas bin is like this full. It's like I finished preaching and I'm stressing about two months' time because like, I, I don't know what I've got to say. And now I'm going to have to preach every week? What do you mean? And it, it was like, what, what, what could he possibly see in us? But instead of seeing, you know, all the shortcomings and all the reasons why not, of which there was plenty, we were newly married. We were only 22 years old. We were going to a country where age is looked up upon, where that is a very valuable thing. And instead of seeing all of the reasons why not, he's decided to look at us and to see us with potential, to see the potential in us rather than seeing the reasons why not. And I think if we can get that concept and start to look at the people around us with the same kind of eyes, you're going to find that there are a lot of awesome people in your life if you just decide to see the potential instead of seeing um, the reasons why not. It says in Proverbs eleven twenty seven, whoever seeks good finds favor, but evil comes to the one who searches for it. Basically saying, if you look for it, 
you will find it. And I think this is especially true when it comes to people. If you look for bad things and negative things, you're gonna find it. But if you look for the good, you're gonna find it. If you're gonna look, if you look for reasons to be upset, if you look for reasons to be offended, if you look for reasons to not like that person, if you look for things that are negative about them, you will find them. If you look for reasons to gossip, if you look for the dirt on people, you're gonna find it. But anyone can find dirt. Anyone can find dirt. Let's be the kind of people who determine to search for the gold in people. Let's not just look for dirt. That's easy. Anyone can find dirt. But it actually takes a decision to look with potential to see the gold that's within, within people. If you look for reasons to forgive, you'll find them. If you look for reasons to love, you'll find them. If you look for reasons to accept, you'll find it. If you look for common ground, you'll find it. What you look for is what you'll find, and it's so true when it comes to people. So how are you looking at the people around you? Are you looking for the negative? Are you looking for the down? Or are you looking for the gold that's in someone? I know I've been like this in a place in my life with a, a coworker, and I was, I was so, with my boss actually, I was so offended with them that everything they did, I just felt like they were out to get me. Now, like, really, they didn't have time to just be out to get me, right? But I was so offended. I just, every t- everything they did, it was like, that's it. They're out to get me. They don't trust me. They want to destroy my life. They just want to make my life suck. When honestly, it was just me being offended and looking from the wrong perspective. I could have looked at the same situation and say, this person wants to help me out. This person wants to support me. This person's checking in, not because they don't trust me, but they want to make sure that I haven't got too much on my plate. We've got to decide to see the potential in people. I encourage you, look for the gold in people. Imagine how that would change your work life if you looked for the gold in people. Instead of thinking everyone was out to get you, you started to actually look for the reasons. Uh, you just decided to believe the best in people. I think it's the same when it comes to marriage as well. Where are my married people at? Woo! We're so loud and excited, the married people this evening. It's awesome. Uh, But I want to encourage you, you know, marriage is super vulnerable. Like you see the good, the bad, the ugly of your spouse. And we've got to actually decide in our relationships, especially in our marriage, to see the gold in the other person. We've got to choose to cover weakness and encourage strength. Instead of looking for all the foibles and all the mistakes and another reason to blame them, we've actually got to look for the things to encourage them. We can't just look for things to criticize. We've got to look to encourage. So see the potential in people. Is this good tonight? It's very simple, but I think it's very practical, right? If we apply this to our life, oh, life will get so much better. See the potential in people. And the, the, the second thought is see the potential in your situation, which is what we saw Jesus do, right? He saw the potential in people, and he actually looked at the situation of the sick people and said, you know what? It doesn't have to be like this. And, you know, sometimes in life, and I might just actually get the team back to join me on platform. You know, sometimes in life we can find ourselves in situations that are maybe painful, maybe cause us to be anxious, maybe just situations that leave us feeling disappointed. And it can be really hard to see the potential in those situations. Or maybe life, you just find yourself in a situation where it's mundane and average, feel like life's a little bit boring. I love what it says in Romans 8, 28. It says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. Say all things, 
all things, God works for good. God sees your situation and he says, you know what? It might look bad, but I can actually bring good from it. Maybe your life just seems so average and boring. Maybe you just hate your workplace. I I wanna encourage you, look at your situation and see the potential that's in it. Maybe God's got you in that workplace because there's some people around you that he wants you to reach out to and love on. He wants you to be his, his hands and his feet in that workplace. And even though you feel like, man, this is not where I see my future, see the potential in the situation that you're in right now. You know, maybe your situation is a position of of hopelessness. Maybe it is sickness or something like that. I wanna encourage you, God can bring good from all situations, from every season. There's a reason for every season or God can give a reason to every season, no matter how bad it might seem. And and I wanna encourage us tonight, something that's really helped me is to reframe problems as opportunities. When you see a problem, yes, it's a problem, but instead of seeing it as a problem, I'm gonna see it as an opportunity. Maybe opportunity to do something new, to, to learn something new, an opportunity to, to share my faith with someone, an opportunity just to share my story with someone. I remember a time like this when we were in Taipei, we, um, we speaking of vision, we, we walked into a cafe and we looked around and we we're like, man, it'd be cool to do church here. So we just decided to do church in the cafe on a Friday night. And it was actually, it was working really good. And we used to do a language exchange there and the place would be full of people showing up for the language exchange. And a lot of them would stay along for church. Um, and then I remember one week, all of our translators were sick. And um, you know, all of our services were bilingual because you know, obviously we're in another country. And it was like, man, what do we do? Like talk about a problem. Like we can't even have a service. Like 90% of the people here aren't gonna understand what's happening if I just speak English. And we were about to cancel the service. And I remember Pastor Rod gave me a call and he said, is there any young people you could take a good risk on? And I said, oh, there's this one guy, his name's Amal. And he's a great guy, but you know, I I can't talk to him for like, I'm not sure if his English is quite up to it. He's definitely got the right heart, but I I don't know if if he's got the right ability. And Pastor Rod said, just take a risk on it. And, and you know what's funny? He got up, he killed it. I think he just preached his own message in Chinese. I don't know if he translated for me. <laughs> he was getting way louder amens than I was. And I'm like, well, what am I even doing here? But to this day, he's one of the highest level leaders in the church in Taipei. He went just from a student that was coming along. And instead of just, if we just seen that as a problem and been like, well, we've got to cancel the service, this guy might never have risen to the level he has. But now he's at the level where he's working in a high level job. He's bringing his coworkers along to work. He's just like killing it at life. He's one of the best translators in the church. And it's crazy because it's not on his ability, but his heart is always so good when he translates. And you know, it's so important that we look at the situation we're in and see the potential rather than, you know, just seeing a problem. We see problems as opportunities. So I wonder what problem you're facing in your life. And I wonder how you could reframe it as an opportunity. Maybe it's an opportunity, again, to learn something new. Maybe it's an opportunity to grow, an opportunity to share your story. So important. And, you know, I think it's, it's really easy in hindsight to say that, you know, that problem was an opportunity. It's easy once it's happened, right? And you've seen it. 
But I just encourage you, if, you're not, if you are facing a problem, you've just got to kind of speak out, you know what, there is a reason for this season. There is a reason for the season I'm in. No matter how challenging it is, no matter how mundane it may seem, no matter how good it is, I'm not going to miss the fact that there is a reason for the season I'm in. I'm going to grow. I'm going to get stronger. You know, the old saying goes, there ain't no testimony without a test. So important to look and see the opportunity in our season. And I just encourage you, hey, um, really a big key for me has been journaling. It's been opening, opening the Bible, opening Scripture, just kind of saying, God, would you speak to me? And then writing down what He's saying to me. Even if just a couple of minutes every day, it's amazing how God can lead you and, and, and help you to find that reason in the season you're in. And I love what it says in Psalm 1-3. It says that person, the person who, who reads their word, the person is like a tree planted by the streams of water, which yields fruit in season and whose leaves do not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Isn't that an amazing, amazing picture of our life? And no matter what challenges come, if we, if we stay planted and, and, and just sensitive to God's voice, if we choose to see the potential in the people around us, if we choose to see the potential in our situation, you know, that's where we start to live those world-changing kind of lives that God's called us to. Is that good? Jesus sees potential in you. So let's see potential in people. Let's see potential in our situations. Why don't we stand? I've got a couple of questions I'd love to ask us just as we're finishing. Three questions. First one, are you more focused on your shortcomings slash failures, failures than Jesus is? Are, are you saying no to things, to opportunities because you feel like you're not ready because you're, you're selling yourself down? Or are you seeing yourself the way that God sees you, the way that Jesus sees you as a child with so much potential to change the world? Are you looking for dirt or are you looking for gold? When it comes to the people around you, are you looking for another reason not to trust them or are you looking for a reason to trust them? Are you looking for another reason not to forgive them or are you searching hard, looking for gold, looking for a reason to forgive? Are you looking for all the reasons that that person can't do that job or are you looking at the people around you and seeing the potential? Come on, team leaders, life group leaders, are you looking at the people in your group and in your team with eyes that see potential or are you just writing them off because they don't seem ready? And, and I don't think that our team leaders do that here. I love that at New Hope we have this culture of just seeing the golden people. I think it's really powerful. But are you looking for dirt or are you looking for gold? And final thought, very broad question. How do you see your life currently? If you were to describe your life to someone, the, the challenges that you face, what would it be? Would, you, would it be a picture of potential, of excitement for the future? Would it be a picture of hopelessness, of, of desperation? And I want to encourage you, come on, instead of seeing a problem, would you see the opportunity? God can bring good from every season, from every situation. It doesn't mean that the situation or the season you're in is good, but He can bring good from it. He can bring hurt from pain. He can bring, he, uh, he can bring, uh, he can bring, what was I saying? He can bring, he can bring, he can bring hope from pain. He can bring healing where there's pain. He can bring potential where it seems like there's no potential. He can bring hope where there's hopelessness. He can bring life to dreams that seem like they might have died. How do you see the situation in the season that you're in? Hey, I would love to pray for us and, and just kind of just especially if that's you, you want to make a decision that I want to have eyes like Jesus. I want to see potential in myself, see potential in the people around me and see potential in the season that I'm in. I'd love to pray for us. Jesus, we just thank you so much that you see our lives with potential. 
You don't see us as a, cumula- a, 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 a just you don't see us as a grand sum and, and total of all our mistakes and our shortcomings, but you see us with potential, God. You see the way that we live our lives with potential. You look at our life and you say, yep, another world changer, another world changer, another world changer. God, we might've made mistakes, but I love that you see past that and you see potential. Jesus, I pray that you would help us to look for the gold in the people around us. And, and I just pray for every single person here tonight as they go out into their week, God, I pray that you would give them a fresh perspective on the people that are, that, that are around them. God, I pray that you'd also give them a fresh perspective on the season that they're in. We thank you that there's a reason for every season with you. In Jesus' name, amen. And hey, maybe you're here tonight. Maybe you've never made a decision to follow Jesus. I, I just wanna say that all those same things go for you too. He sees your life with potential. He wants to lead you into an amazing future. He doesn't see the mistakes you've made. He's not holding that against you. He loves you as his child and he wants to go on this journey of life with you. And if that's you and you wanna maybe make a decision to follow him, it's as simple as saying, you know, just inviting him into his heart. Maybe you'd say words like, Jesus, I wanna follow you. Pray you'd show me the way to go out and, and to live my life. And I know that as you do that, God's gonna make himself real to you. And you know, there is no saying, no telling what God's going to achieve through your life. Hey, awesome. And if that is you, you made that decision. Sarah's going to come and tell you about what your next steps are.